Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk, we talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Guilty Movie Pleasures. Oh yes, Guilty Movie Pleasure fans, we're back! At least for this week. Uh, we're, <laughs> we're here for you. We're here, we're, we're risking life and limb to come and bring you... The funny and the movie reviews. Now, and you should mention the reason we're doing this Thursday at 7 p.m. We have yes. been here since Tuesday yes. at 6 cleaning the studio. Yes, yes, yes. So we've sanitized <laughs> this entire studio. And apparently there's I do massive, feel like someone's trying to break through this wall. I think the Incredible Hulk is trying to break through this wall right now, it sounds like. I don't know if you can hear that at home. There's a lot we're dealing with there's right now. There's a lot we're dealing with, literally. Yeah. If, if, if the Kool-Aid man busts through this wall, I won't be surprised. That's how insane the world is right now. Um, so, here's what we're doing. We're here because we we got to see... Oh, hey, by the way, we should introduce ourselves first. I got so thrown off by the Hulk behind me. Oh, yeah, the Kool-Aid man. I'm Ben Begley, your host, and with me as always... Jesse McIntosh. Yeah, we're here because Jesse and I... Got to see a super exclusive sneak peek press screening mm-hmm. of Bloodshot, the new Vin Diesel action epic, the only one that's coming out this year. <laughs> we had Fast 9, and I had opening night tickets, and I was so stoked, but as this coronavirus shit kept going more and more, I was like, eh, fuck, I don't know if I'm going to go. I'm going to swear. I don't care. And I was like, I don't know if I'm going to go for this. Ugh. Right. And so I'm, it's weird. I'm like relieved when movies are getting delayed, because like we had a Quiet Place 2 tickets next week, and I'm like... It's okay. I'd rather just wait at this point. Yeah, the decision's being made for you're you. You're not going to be able to relax during the movie, mm-hmm. you know, in a packed house. But we saw Bloodshot with a packed house. We did. All healthy. We sat in, we, like, we chose okay. these seats that were, like, <laughs> two seats and no one around us. We chose the handicapped seats. There were no handicapped yes, patrons we there. We, we would have given moved. up our seats, but there were there were empty spots on either side perfect. of us. It's perfect. Um, so that was nice. So, anyways, now now that we've discovered discussed this whole thing, uh, yeah, we're freaked out by the coronavirus. We're trying to live life still. We're taking it week by week. Uh, we're hoping to do the hunt next week, but it all depends on how things go. Yeah. But enough about that, because you guys have heard this nonstop on the news and Twitter and everywhere. We're here to talk about Bloodshot. Yes. Which we're gonna do this a different way. So normally, if you watch our show, we talk about our in- impressions, do the plot in under three minutes, then we get into spoilers right away but since the movie comes out tonight and most of the world hasn't seen it yet we'll do our general impressions first do about 10 to 15 minutes of non-spoilery talk to get you excited to go see it then you pause this video mm-hmm. you go see the movie come back and then you can watch the rest because we're going to spoil a ton of it after but we'll warn you okay we will warn you so, Jesse, you start, since I've been rambling. What okay. did you know about this property beforehand? What were your expectations from the trailer? Because you saw the trailer. I had I had only seen bits of it. Yeah. Um, I knew nothing about it before I saw the trailer. Um, I, f- from what I, uh, the information I gathered since, mm-hmm. understand that it's uh, based off a fairly popular comic. Yeah, no, it was, it was a New York Times bestseller. It sold millions of copies. It was one of Valiant's most popular comics because Valiant's were Valiant comics was huge back in the nineties to early oh. to early two thousands. And then they had a resurgence too. They're one of the bigger independent publishers. Great. Everybody um, thinks that when they think of comics, people think of Marvel and DC, but there's image, there's Valiant, there's, um, I'm missing others. There's several the others. other ones. The other you guys ones. know, we don't have to say it. You guys know. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> so I saw the trailer, and uh, my immediate impression of the trailer was uh, they're doing some very interesting visual things. Yeah. I, I really, really, if anyone caught our um, immediate reactions yeah. after the screening, mm-hmm. I really like the visual aesthetic yeah. that they went for in this movie. I like uh, sort of like the color blending and the contrast mm-hmm. that they achieve in the like... Um, in in moments where he's sort of like utilizing his Full powers, nanitizing it out. Yeah, nanitizing it out. That's uh, that, that's a thing. That's what they would say. That's I what, guess. They would say. I, that's in, what I think. Guy Pierce actually said he's nanitizing it out right now. That's a perfect Guy Pierce impression too. <laughs> you know, I'm, you I'm really good the, at like, impressions. The quasi uh, accent that so he now, went with. Um, but uh, and and just knowing that Vin Diesel is in it, you know that there's going to be like a certain amount of strength and gravitas yeah. brought to it. So are you, before we go on with your uh, take on it, uh-huh. are you a Vin Diesel fan? Um, I, 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 I really enjoy the movies that Vin Diesel is in. I think that he is like a very particular type of performer yeah. and like is perfect for this sort of thing and is like really enhances the movies that but he's in. Then you go back and watch stuff like Saving Private Ryan and you're like, holy crap, he actually, you know, I haven't seen, I oh, saw dude. Saving Private Ryan when it came out and I haven't he, revisited it. And he, I think it was like before I knew Vin Diesel. This movie, there's moments in this movie yeah. where he gets to show his acting chops and he actually, not that he can, like you said, he has a niche that he that he has carved out and that he really plays into well, kind of like Jason Sathams of the world or, or things like that, like yeah. his action movie niche. But he um, he's also done some really good dramatic work. He was in this uh, Sidney Lumet movie, I think it was uh, Find Me Guilty, where he's super funny and charismatic. He's in Boiler Room. Oh, sure, so, like, yeah, yeah. I think the which thing, we've covered on this show. Go check yeah. out our Boiler Room episode with I, Jordan Crabb. I think that um, I think that Vin Diesel has more range than he is always allowed to do, but I think he also is really good at this. So, this so thing? good, like uniquely good at this. Yeah. yeah. Um, but keep going. Sorry. So yeah, like he, the, I only put it that way to say that like when I, when I see that he's in a movie, I know the type of movie yeah. that we're getting. It's like a Statham film. You know yeah. what you're going to get. You know exactly what's coming and uh, it's great. It's like, uh, just like buckle in and yeah. get ready for the ride. Um, but yeah, I think I think you're right. Like I hadn't I hadn't thought about it in that context where uh, when he's given an opportunity to sort of stretch his legs, rewatch a little bit, Saving Private Ryan. I'm gonna have to. He's so good in that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's really incredible the the difference because like it is funny how like once people get in in kind of in a rhythm, you know, it's like uh, Jim Carrey when he was goofy, 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 and then boom, Eternal Sunshine, Truman Show. It's, yeah, it's just how that. You know, but like you said, I agree. Anytime Vin Diesel's in a movie, I'm like, oh, this is going to be at at minimum fun to watch. Yeah. At minimum. Yeah. At maximum, like super badass and like deliriously entertaining, like the Fast and Furious movies. Yeah. Or I love the new Triple X Return of Xander Cage. I saw that one. I somehow got to the premiere that I think I won it off of like a tweet or something. And me and my uh, my sister-in-law's uh, husband went and we loved it. It was ridiculous and so much fun. So I always know that there's going to be a certain amount of ridiculousness and kind of self-awareness because he carves it. That's the kind of action movies he does. And this movie, I... I love that he had a little bit of a sense of humor to him mm. a couple times too. Like there was there was more 
Dominic Toretto is pretty much like the the rock of the Fast and Furious, but not the franchise. rock. But not, yeah, oh god, that's not what I meant. Yeah. How uncomfortable! Oh, sorry, I didn't mean that. <laughs> he is the he's the glue that right. holds the team together. Yes, he's the straight man. He's the tough guy. Everybody else gets to be more kind of crazy, like ludicrous and and yeah. um, Tyrese. You he's, know, he's the paper. He's the paper. <laughs> he's the paper. Sorry, oh. sorry, Vin Diesel. If you're watching this, I did not mean you are. That's, I know you guys have. I know you guys are. Uh, you know, creative uh, tension. It's fine. It's creative tension. Uh, so, anyways, back to so I hadn't seen the trailer. I had seen just minimal because I'm trying to avoid. I knew it was coming out really soon, so I had just seen the shot in the trailer where like his face gets blown off and then reforms yeah. from the nanites. Um, but I did read a trade of uh, of one of the the 2012 run um, set the world on fire of Bloodshot, mm-hmm. and so I got some of the plot that they actually follow pretty closely in the movie. So as I was watching the movie unfold, I was super stoked because they were sticking really close to the comic. Um, I had a lot of fun. It's it's an hour and 49 minutes, and it moves. I read somewhere that it was only a $41 million budget, which for an action movie is relatively, like almost like an independent film for an action film. Yeah, yeah. So what they did with that budget, I think, is incredible. I think some of the action sequences, uh, some of them, as we talked afterwards, some of them got a little too... Um, Handy, hand, hand, handy cam, a little, a little hand, too handy, hand, a little too handheld for me. Uh-huh. But I think that part of that is budget, part of that is um, just stylistic. I'm very nitpicky with that. I like the John Wick wide shots, but the moments where they do the slow motion effects and him just wrecking dudes in that you see in the trailer, where they're like covered in flour. It's <laughs> one of the coolest action set pieces I've seen in a while. It's it's solid. So for every like. Two seconds of shaky cam where my eyes are like, I don't know what that was. There's like a whole minute of awesome action. Yeah. And um, I think that everybody, everybody's performance is great. I loved uh, Isa Gonzalez as KT. I think she brings a lot of heart to this. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Guy Pierce is always fun to watch. Yep. So I had a blast watching this movie. I, I had a lot of fun. And, and my expectations going in were... I didn't have any. We talked I, about it beforehand. Yeah. About how, uh, like, our expectations were relatively low. Yeah. So March release. Um, of a comic book I didn't know much about. Right, yeah. You know, and and you, you I didn't know. I mean, this was his first venture outside of, like, his main staples of, of series, like Riddick, Triple X, and Fast and Furious. Uh-huh. So I personally think after seeing it that it deserves a sequel, and I, w- I would love to see them expand to these kind of more lo-fi um independent comic expanded universe you know Mm. where it doesn't have to be big world-ending scenarios you know where it can be more intimate about the character um yeah that's my initial impression of it yeah and it looked super cool it did can i say my one gripe that's non-spoilery no Let's move on. One gripe. Right, yeah, go ahead. One gripe I had was, uh, let's move on. And let me say my gripe. And I've seen other people say this, is that um, I do wish he looked like Bloodshot mm. at all. Right. Because um, Vin Diesel looks cool. He's a cool looking dude. So I don't blame yeah. them for just banking. on. And maybe it was something where they tried out different looks and it just didn't look right in live action. For, you know, because sometimes things on the comic book page don't translate to live action. So I'm sure there was a lot of discussions about it. Um, but you see in the trailer that he gets kind of like the bluish white, uh, skin and the red eyes of bloodshot with the glowing chest. Yeah. And so I was stoked like that that would be how he looked for the majority of the movie. And it's not. And, and I, I would have liked to 
at least seeing them embrace that a little more. Like if maybe when he's like super charged up and fighting, anytime he's like really wrecking people, like that comes out almost like a manifestation of the nanites. Yeah. But then um, again, I, I don't know. I wasn't in the writing room. I wasn't in the makeup tests. That was just my initial thought was for those people who aren't familiar or who, or who have seen Bloodshot comics, they're going to see this movie and be a little conf- There's a little bit of a disconnect on the visual of him. Sure. But he plays it well and they stick to the storyline enough that I'm, I'm okay with it. I'd rather them do this yeah. than do a Resident Evil where they completely diverge from the, the, sure. the games and make it about nothing, and, nothing and similar. Not having the same background with it, obviously, like, I didn't have the point of reference to be like, I mean, I read four work. comics. Right, right, right. But... <laughs> Having read no comics, because um, as I mentioned <laughs> I like earlier, acting like this big I can't read, yeah. Listen, I read four comic books of Bloodshot, and here's the problem with this look. Yeah. <laughs> I wrote my dissertation <laughs> I'm on this. so invested in this. It took me 27 minutes to read them. This, Anyways, keep going. This Sorry. speech uh, gave Ben a PhD <laughs> from Cal Poly. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I I didn't have the expectation necessarily that he was going to look a certain yeah, yeah, way yeah. one way or the other, um, and I did feel like if if that was the expectation of his look, that sort of like waiting and waiting and waiting and unveiling it sort of in the climactic battle um, seems to maybe be intentional. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't I don't know necessarily like at the expense of using it the whole time, but definitely yeah. like we, we want this to be a big moment here at the end. We yeah. want him to like, sort of like fully embrace. Well, spoil anything. I'm not going to oh, yeah, yeah. fully embrace oh, I see what you're saying. You're saying the, like, the full look of, uh, what comic lovers are going to be yeah. expecting towards the end. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I think f- it's the same issue I had with, um, Jennifer Lawrence's mystique where like, the first couple of movies, she was full on mystique. And you're talking the character mystique, yes. not Jennifer Lawrence's not general mystique. mystique. No, I think she she seems like a lovely person. She sure does. Um, like, just delightful. <laughs> um, but She's like, really the rock of the X-Men films. <laughs> but not... I'm damn it! Damn it! <laughs> so, so, but it's one of those things where she looked awesome as mystique and then progressively was more and more just Jennifer Lawrence. Uh-huh. Um, again... This movie sticks so close to the the storyline that it's still a Bloodshot movie, right. even if you're... So if you're a diehard Bloodshot fan, just know that visually he's not going to look like Bloodshot, but they do the comic justice, and they're true to the origins and the mythology of all four issues I've read. I've read seven issues now, and I watched a lot of YouTube videos filling in like what I needed to know before seeing the movie. So I'm moderately an expert great i can't wait for other people out there to cite watching this podcast as their expertise i can't wait i'm not an expert in case that sarcasm didn't come through uh should we get into spoilers here ryan what do you think all right all right so ladies and gentlemen right now spoiler alert if you plan on seeing this movie which you should you should go see it uh i would stop watching now pause it go see the movie and come back and finish because we're going to get into a review where we're spoiling from this moment forward, things are going to get spoiled. Or okay? if you like to know exactly what happens in a movie before you go I see it. I know people who are like that. Yeah. Then go ahead and finish watching. I have somebody and- who, well, he's like an acquaintance on Facebook. He reads the plot synopses online yeah. before going to a movie, which is insane to me. Yeah, I don't get it. Because after, so I do want to talk real quick. This is this, this is about <laughs> About spoilers. this guy. This one guy. The, no, yeah. no, no. I hadn't... Um, 
I am. I'm doing this. I'm doing it. I'm doing the spoilers. I'm talking about the spoilers right now because I hadn't seen the trailer before. Right. I watched both trailers after. Specifically, this trailer number two mm-hmm. gives away so much of the movie. Yeah. Uh, that like, there's almost nothing to spoil because so much of it is in the trailer. So I don't know which trailer I saw, but when immediately after the screening, you were like, uh, "We're." I read the comics, so I knew what was coming. Yeah. But were you surprised that they were rebooting him mm-hmm. every single time to kill new people? And I was like, no, that's in the trailer. Shouldn't be. That's straight up in the trailer. But it's part of what was intriguing about the story to me. It's part of what drew me from the trailer to the movie. Okay. But what I was surprised by um, was they they give you a full 20 minutes of him, like, at war, like rescuing a hostage, hanging out with his wife, seeing his wife die, and then yeah. he wakes up with Guy Pierce, and Guy Pierce is like, "We brought you back from the dead." Yeah. Um, but what we learn the second time they reboot him is everything that we've seen is a fake memory. Yeah. yeah, it's a computer simulation. And see, having read the comic and not seen the trailers, I didn't know that's how they were going. Yeah. I was just sitting back going, maybe they're going to go this way, maybe not. Um, I, I don't know where it's going. And I think that it's it's clearly written to be a huge twist for you. Yeah. So I get where the average person just seeing an action film of a guy that's an in, uh, indestructible soldier with nanites in his blood may not be interesting. But knowing that there's some kind of hook... I get that, but I'm so glad I didn't see that. Sure. Because as soon as he woke up and they're like, oh, this, and they're reprogramming and stuff, and it's such a mind F. I only said one F word, so technically it's not, it's <laughs> not, uh, it's not vulgar. I'm going to say two as we're doing our outro. Don't! So you know. Oh. <laughs> Damn it. So um, let's get into spoilers. So it starts off uh-huh. with this pretty badass sequence of him in like a SEAL Team 6 group of yeah. Marines where he's storming this compound. There's... Like, this is one of those sequences where there's a badass shot where he chucks in the grenade. Yeah. And in slow motion, it goes between two dudes. And as it's it shows it start to blow up and their cheeks start to rump and then it just consumes the screen. Yep. And he goes in and he's picking people off. And this the scene is, I will say, even though I griped about a little bit of the, the handheld, 75% of the action scenes are directed really, really solid. You know? Yeah. And so I... I'm just such a nerd when it comes to like I have to see every moment. <laughs> like and it doesn't need to be. It's fine. Compared to like the Paul Greengrass movies of the world, it's completely you can see everything. Yeah, and I will also say notably in this scene, he's the only guy. Mm-hmm. He's by yeah. himself in this army alleged army unit, yeah. which uh didn't register at the time, but looking back Yeah, I didn't very, even yeah. I didn't think that until he got into the hostage room. But uh, even then no one's on his side. Like no one's there with him. He's not getting support from anyone. Yeah, because on the radio they're like, hey don't, don't go, go in, in there. Don't and go he goes, in. copy that going in. It's so badass. Yeah. It's like Vin Diesel this is worth seeing just for how badass Vin Diesel is from the get go, from mm. the jump in this movie. And there's this awesome sequence where he goes in, there's this guy being held hostage, a diplomat or something, and the dude's like, drop your gun, he has a shotgun to the dude's head, which that's not going to end well. No. You can't miss with a shotgun at point-blank range. No. And he's like, he smartly is like, where's the phone? He's like, I'm going to call, I'm going to call and get you your helicopter, but where's the phone? And the guy's like, over there, he's like, where? And the dude points with the shotgun, he grabs his side pistol, shoots him like eight times, and the dude's gone. And it's super kick-ass. Yeah. I do wish I, th- I I hope oh I hope that there's like an R-rated cut that comes out on Blu-ray. Okay. 
like they did with Spawn, because I think there could be more violence. But I don't know if it needed it, because it was still pretty brutal and badass. Well, what we talked scenes. about afterwards, like the very next scene is where there was very clear, it was a very clear oh, yeah. PG-13. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the most PG-13 uh, bedroom scene I've ever seen in my life. He's in bed with his uh, topless wife. Uh-huh. Shirtless, I should say. She's got a top. Um, yeah, yeah, she's yeah, not, like she's full body. She's not just a lower torso. No, 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 it's a full body <laughs> lady. By um, the way, I, I, all the other bottles of water are in the dishwasher, and this is my daughter's Darth Vader one. So if you were curious, it's a lie. He's a Darth Vader why fan. I'm drinking out of a sippy cup. He's he loves evil. Um, <laughs> sure, that's uh, keep going. Sorry. Anyway, uh, so she's uh, shirtless in bed, yeah. and uh, the the cuts and angles are Amazing. so very clearly like. We cannot see anything. Yeah. Please. It's either yeah. two shots of them or uh-huh. rever- it But it very clearly reminds you often that she's topless. Yes. It'll back up to a wide shot where you get like a side boob here and there. Right. And it kind of, it was weird though, because it was like so clearly, so clearly PG-13, but it made it almost a little sexier because you couldn't see where like normally, <laughs> normally you'd just be like, nah, there's, there's a naked woman. Okay. Uh-huh. But this was kind of like, ooh. You're teasing the audience we're a like, little. We're like standing yeah. up, trying to get a different angle on the screen. Yeah. Like that would help. Like in Loaded Weapon, the the this stupid gratuitous yeah, beaver yeah, joke. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. But I didn't. I thought going into it, like having read the comics, uh-huh. they're brutally violent. Like to the point where, like he's getting his bones broken. They're shoving out. At one point, he gets his arm broken and he shoves the bone of his arm that's protruding out into a dude's neck and like rips the dude's throat out. Yeah. So I was going in, as soon as I read this, I was like, oh, this is definitely going to be rated R, right? And so I went in with with kind of the grumpiness of like, this should be R. And after leaving it, I'm like, it didn't need to be. I w- it didn't have to be. I wonder, and this would be something worth looking into, I guess, um, if, if they shot it with the intention of it being R and then decided that they were going to do PG-13, and that might, you could attribute some of like your problems with the cutting in the Maybe. action sequences. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Because some of the, like, the shoots... Because a lot of times, blood spatter anymore is all CGI. Right. They don't usually do squibs anymore. Or nanite splatter, as or it were. Or nanite splatter. Yeah. But I, I will say, while I was watching it, I was having so much fun, I didn't care if there was blood or not. It didn't feel like it needed it. Mm-hmm. Sure, a few more gory, like, Mortal Kombat style of him wrecking dudes would have been fun. Yeah. But I get from a monetary standpoint, it's an unknown property for the mass audiences. Yeah. It's Vin Diesel. He has a... Fa- the fan base of Vin Diesel is, like, the Fast and Furious, which are all PG-13. So, mm. I get it. But yeah. I'm just saying, just release an unrated cut on demand, on or VOD or release whatever. Release the Snyder Cut. Really? No! I don't know. I don't... It's, it probably exists. <laughs> it actually, I actually would watch the hell out of a Snyder Cut yeah. just to see. So, um, so the hostage situation happens. He goes back to his wife. There's all this buildup of him and this romance. And Mm -hmm. that's why I'm like, oh, they wouldn't spend all this time if it was fake, which I love about it because I'm like, it, it makes you, it makes you feel for him. And then there's this incredible scene with Toby Kemmel, which is my favorite scene in the entire movie. Yeah. In the, uh, in the, um, there's a meat, it all seems so cliche and I'll explain after, but so there's like a meat factory with all these hanging cows and he comes in to psycho killer, kiss, kiss, say, uh, ha, 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 ha. and he's doing this amazing goofy dance. And he's just like this sociopath. And he's asking how they knew where the hostage was being held. And then he takes one of the things that they kill uh, cows with the like yeah. CO2 
things. Yeah, that thing. That thing, the CO2 things. Yeah. They're called this. You when you it? go to the farm store, you go, can I get one of those CO2? And sorry, when you go to the farm store? Yeah, the farm store. Yeah, yeah. That's uh-huh. what you do. Yeah. You can tell I've never been on a farm. <laughs> Two city for, boys here. <laughs> for more than a pumpkin patch. Yeah. Anyways, um, and he kills his wife in front of him, and Vin Diesel gets to go like full-on Hulk rage there. And he does my favorite oh. thing in every action movie ever yes. when they're tied up yes. and they can't get out, and they're like, you're going to regret doing that. And it's like, oh no, he even when he's like, I will find you. You better kill me now. Right. Or I'm going to kill you. And right. he's like, thanks for the advice. Bam. And I'm like, oh, shit. That's it. End of movie. Yeah, end of movie. Yeah. No. Then he wakes up in the lab with Guy Pierce. Yeah. And so at this point in my mind, I'm like, oh, that was the origin of him. Right. Now they're going to say, hey, and now they tell him, they give him the whole thing where we infused your blood with nanites. They heal you. And there's all these awesome shots of like the microscopic level of the nanites fixing things inside of him. Right. And they do guy Pierce rather than like say here, let me show you. He just grabs his hand and slices it open with yeah. a box cutter. And Vin Diesel's like, ow. And he's like, no, 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 look. And, and then, then it they, like stitches itself back together. Yeah, and then they show him how it works, but it's like, just give him a heads up, man. Like, I know you've probably done this at this point. He's times. Done we don't know this by now, right. but at this point he's done it at least four other times. Right. 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 Out. So it's just a little heads up would have been nice. We get introduced to the rest of the team. We meet KT played by Isa Gonzalez, I believe. Um, am I saying? I, I believe so. Yes. Um, yeah. She was also in Baby Driver. Uh, she was in uh, the From Dust Till Dawn series. She's a badass. Another gripe. I wish they let her fight. Ah, she only had one she small has fight one sequence. Small fight sequence. And then she has this other amazing sequence where she because she. So let me explain the team first. So, KT, uh, these are all soldiers that were wounded in war and have Mm -hmm. nanotechnology that has uh, given them enhancements. She had some kind of toxic gas she inhaled, and it ruined her trachea and her uh, esophagus, and she couldn't breathe. So they did basically a nanotracheotomy, where she now breathes out of this contraption right here in her chest. And it looks super cool. It's like a Iron Man thing right there, Mm -hmm. uh, which Valiant fans are going to be like, Don't mention Marvel! Um, Release the Snyder card! Release the Snyder card! I don't know. Anyways... Um, so that's her power. And later on, she brings in these canisters of gas as she's raiding, uh-huh. as they're raiding the... And she also does a trick when she's smoking, smoking and yeah. uh, gasses everyone. Yeah. yeah. Um, but she has a couple... Uh, she has one cool fight scene, and that's it. And yeah. she's so badass that mm-hmm. you want her to, like, just basically do... Which they hint at at the end that they're going to team up her and Vin Diesel. But I'm like, no, no, no! Like, give us more of that! She's so good! Yeah. And then we're introduced to the dude from Outlander. I forget his name. Which Outlander I'm fans are going to hate you. me because yeah. they're obsessed. And here's where the characters get a little more murky. Where uh-huh. KT is pretty well defined. She doesn't want to be there. She's stuck there because he literally Guy Pierce's character will literally kill her. He can leaves. control her breathing mechanism because he, he has yeah. a mechanical arm that controls everybody. Mm-hmm. There's a dude that lost his sight who has these cool body cams on where he can see 360. Now he can. He's like a VR view of everything yeah and then the bad guy with the he lost his leg he lost his leg so he has he has amputated or he has what would you call those um still like mechanical they're, they're like if you ever see someone uh, an amputee running uh in like the special olympics or yeah. whatever or, uh it's like those types of things or like the the girl with the knife feet in uh kingsman yeah yeah similar yeah, yeah. so uh, sam H- hogan hogan hugan I'm gonna say Hugan. Mm-hmm. I like Hugan. Uh, Sam. All the here's the thing. I will say all the actors do a great job in this movie. Uh, I just wish that uh, his character specifically is just the jerk. He's just mean from the get go, and I don't know if he's jealous because 
because uh, Bloodshot got all this cool nanobite technology. Doesn't even seem to be jealous. I he's like, just a dick. He's just a dick for no um, reason. And they set they set our the guy who can't see up as like he's potentially on the fence of like. I don't know if what we're doing is the right thing here. And KT is full on like this is wrong, right. but she's trapped. Right. So her character is the most interesting to follow. Yes. And yeah. then, well, aside from Bloodshot, because he's stuck in this and just figuring it all out. Right. So they introduce him to the whole crew, and then he still can't remember anything about himself. And so they're like, uh, like, just relax, take a load off. They're like, let's have a drink. And then they play the song, which you, we find out that everything they're doing is part of a script that they do every time. Yeah, yeah. It's a very specific thing where they say the same lines. And that actually plays off really fun later on with Guy Pierce when he's like, saying his rehearsed lines but he has less um conviction behind him where he's like where are you going oh no don't do that like he's yeah. he's he's more over it yeah so that's a fun thing for the audience to get to experience but um I, I, well yeah. so i will also say i just want to rewind for two seconds yeah, rewind so vin diesel takes a nap and he wakes up to like a bad dream mm-hmm. like he starts remembering sort of pieces of the the trauma that yeah. he allegedly has um and he like hits he hits the wall um and when he hits the wall he like shatters the panel so he's like what's my strength here and so he goes to a punching bag and he punches right through the punching bag Which is awesome and then he goes to a column a wall column uh, load bearing i was worried about. I, that's just I what was... i was gonna say <laughs> i knew it i knew you as soon as that scene was happening i was like jesse's gonna mention I was like, that. my guy is ruining Explain the it. structure of this hundred story building so Explain it. i he, love this he goes up to a cement column because they do say it's on the 77th floor at one point right they're going to and he just starts using that as a punching bag and there's it's cracking. It's cracking and cement is crumbling down. It's like, my guy, this is right in the middle of the room. Like, you're going to kill everybody here. What are you doing? I was thinking the same thing. It looked so awesome, but I was so worried for the structural integrity of the building. It's like, they just let him do this every time? They don't have any precautions here? Maybe... Maybe they set that up as like a faux pillar. Oh my god, I don't know. Or come, I would have loved if somebody ran down like, hey, 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 hey. No, man, that's like, that's holding the entire office floor up, buddy. Yeah, also I would assume like he heals right away, but that still hurts, right? Like, yeah. he still feels pain. But hey, man, he's driven. That's I the guess. thing, though. They established so well yeah. in the first act that yeah. he's driven by revenge and that this is... So what they use is they use the death of his wife, who we find out later was actually his girlfriend... Mm-hmm. Or maybe fiance or something, and then they they actually they had a falling out. So we get glimpses, which I wish we got a little bit more of his life pre bloodshot, because we only really get hints of that, which is that he was a soldier who did die yeah. at some point. Yeah. And that his wife or girlfriend left him before he died, didn't know he died, and he's been gone five years. Right. So for five years he's been at the mercy of this and and what we find out is that he's hunting down other members of this company that defected. What was a little unclear to me was, aside from the second guy, because Toby Kamel's character, um, I think that's his name. I hope I'm not just saying names now. I know his name's Toby. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, it, Dr. Doom from the Fantastic Force movie. There that you was go. fantastic. There Anyways, you go. he, uh, <laughs> it's not. He, um, he seems like such a villain in the beginning, and then when he's attacked, he seems like such a coward. Yeah. So it made me wonder, like, Toby Kemmel! I was, ah, uh, not Kemmel, Kebel. There you go. But you were so, so close. So close. Yeah. So I'm confused as to like who was innocent, who wasn't. I know they defected from the company and Guy Pierce wanted to protect his IP basically. Yeah. So he could make money. But did you get the sense that they were all scumbags? Or? I did not. I thought that 
I mean, sc- not scumbag, like not psychopaths, not homicidal yeah. psychopaths. Because Guy Pierce comes off as a psychopath. Oh, for sure. And um, why is anyone working for him other than out of fear? I think fear and money. I like the other people in the company who left. I assume they left on moral standing, and yeah. I assume that they're just like regular corrupt business people. Yeah, but not so like bad in the sense that like they're money hungry, but not bad the in the sense that they would. Second guy seems bad because he gets like violent and stuff when he's being attacked. You know what I mean? Like that. The the beard guy has well, a little yeah. bit more of an he edge also, to him. He also is keeping Lamorne Morris hostage yeah. in his basement. So he's bad. So he's bad. But the Toby Cabell, maybe not. I don't think necessarily is bad. And we don't know the other ones he killed. The other, like, few before. Right. But I, I really, I got the sense that, like, they all left out of, like, e- either fear or um, this is this technology is not okay. Well, it seemed, though, that they had, because they had the suitcases, and they were, and Lamorne, uh, what's his name? Lamorne Morris. Lamorne Morris. He yeah. was building it in the basement of that dude's house, too. So were so they all just competing? I think, think they were all competing. That makes sense, too. So the I got the techie people being stuck there. The one comedic relief guy, though, even though I loved him, uh-huh. I was like, why are you here unless you just don't give a crap about it? And that kind of was his vibe, though. His vibe was kind of like, eh. Kill him. I don't care. I just want my money. I mean, well, what we find out basically um, is is that they're running him through these scenarios and they're Changing, replacing yeah. the face of the person who kills his wife to be all the people Which that is left such the a company. Cool thing they do visually. So what I would assume is that if these tech people are like, you know what, we don't want any part of this, that he would just be like, sure, I can just put your yeah, face in these stuck. guys. And he'll come find you and kill you. That's what Lamar Morris right. says. Yeah. He's stuck too. So... So there's this. So the, fir, the now that we know this is all fake after the first mission and after he goes and kills. Oh no! So first, before we find out, he goes and kills Toby Kebbell, and you start to think something's wrong because Toby's acting like a total wimp compared to this sociopath in the beginning, this right. complete like gleeful killer guy. Yeah. And uh, that's that incredible sequence you see in the trailer with the, the where he, he crashes a flower truck. Oh my god! Truck. It's so cool. Yeah. He crashes a truck into a, an SUV. In a tunnel. In a tunnel, and it basically crumples it like a can of soda on a frat guy's, or a can of beer on a frat guy's forehead against the wall, and they're pinned in. And there's this super tense sequence where Bloodshot is basically taking dudes out like velociraptors, just like grabbing them. Uh And then it gets to the point where he's like kicking dudes through one side of the car and out the other. Yeah. (laughs) He gets shot in the face, and it reforms. And there's so many badass moments in this action sequence. They give away a little too much in the trailer for my taste, but it's one of the coolest set pieces in the movie, so I get why you want to sell that. Sure. And like I said, when, when I was talking... Is, if you can see the fun. Yeah, yeah, there yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. If you can see this at home, there it is. That looks so cool. It looks incredible. And this is exactly like... This photo captures perfectly what I was talking about, about the aesthetic, where um, like they set it up in a dark tunnel with flour everywhere. So you have that immediate contrast of dark and light, which and also then, gives him kind of the bloodshot look. Yeah. A little bit, a little bit of the tone there. Um, and then the nanites, uh, the effect of the nanites leaving the body and coming back looks so cool. Yeah. Um, I, I love this. I love this part. I could even, I, I would have been okay if they ramped up the nanites even more. Sure. Yeah. I would have been fine with it, but I also get $44 million. I would rather them save it for, one amazing moment yeah. than five mediocre ones. So I think they use their budget wisely mm-hmm. and they give you these money shots like that. And so he's just wrecking dudes and he shoots Toby and boom, done. He comes back and at this point I'm thinking, oh, okay, that's his first mission. And then we find out, no, it's because they start to, they they then have him sent to um, 
the second guy where Lamar Morris is. Yeah. And he's Walter Wilford Wiggins or something. That sounds right. Something yeah. Wiggins. That sounds right. He's he's hilarious in this. He's, he's he gives me uh Don Cheadle from Oceans yeah, Eleven yeah. vibes. Yeah. Bonnie uh-huh. Rubble. Yeah. We're in trouble. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's he's got this great British accent, which I totally bought. Sure. I loved him on New Girl. He's hilarious. He's being held hostage in the basement trying to Kind of like the dude in Iron Man who's stuck in the cave. Yeah. He's trying to make uh, his own version of Bloodshot. And then we find out that the dude that, uh, that works for Guy Pierce's character stole code from Lamar Morris. Yeah. So that helps completely. That's a little fun little MacGuffin that's super uh, helpful for him. Uh, they have an EMP device that they're going to turn off Bloodshot because it kills all the... It makes the nanites, you know... Right. De- it kills them, right? Dormant, I Dormant? think. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know how EMPs work. But uh, it's building up to that. What happens? I feel like I'm talking way too much. Oh, what so so he he gives an uncharged one to the guy that he, Lamorne gives an uncharged yeah. one to the guy that he's going to kill, um, and the guy's like trying to charge it, trying to charge it, and Bloodshot comes in and he's not able to charge it in shoves time. Shoves the desk against shoves him. Shoves the desk against so him, good. and then just gives him uh, gives his speech to him. Like yeah. uh, I forget, uh, I told you I would yeah, find yeah, you yeah. something like that, and then he shoots him, and then he immediately after he shoots him. Lamorne has one and he shuts him off. Yep. So he shuts him off and he goes up and he gets him and he brings him down to the basement. <laughs> he, has to and he has to electrocute him back to life. For like minutes. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's because he has to recharge all the nanites. Right. So he does that and basically like explains to him what's going on. Like you're under their control. Yeah. Um they're they're having you kill all these people. Um like Yeah. He, take your freedom back basically yeah and he basically gets him offline he takes him offline from guy rising rising spirit or something rst rst rising spirit technology technologies Mm, yeah sure so he takes him offline from that and then now guy pierce is freaking out he's send he sends in kt to go get lamorne morris because uh bloodshot goes awol and he goes first he goes to try and find his wife yep and then there's this super sad scene where like his wife has moved on and has a curly-haired blonde kid yeah although i thought they were going to reveal that her husband was somebody cuz she specifically is like oh tell your daddy we have uh i'll be right there and then she turns around and bloodshot's gone yeah but I'm like, wait, 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 wait. And that's the last we see. I'm like, who's the dad? I was hoping the dad was going to be like some crazy, I don't know what it would have been. I, I honestly, like, I I appreciated how little they gave us of his actual backstory and just enough to, like, crush our emotion, yeah. basically. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Because they gave us, they, they, like, pulled the rug out from under us on yeah. his actual backstory when we, the first 20 minutes. Yeah. Um. So to then spend 20 more minutes that's on, a, like, what his actual life was, it would have been like, all right, like, we already did this. You know, that's a, that's a solid point. I take back what I said. Yeah. Because with a lean action movie like this, you already get enough of what their relationship was pre them breaking up. Yeah. It's it doesn't whole, right. matter if... We can we can be smart enough as an audience to assume that they had that connection pre breakup instead of pre murdered in a meat right, locker. <laughs> right. And then we get we get confirmation of that when he goes and sees her and she's happy to see him and like yeah. we get that connection and chemistry there. Um and then we find out what actually happened, but that doesn't that doesn't diminish the connection yeah. that they have. And you're right. If they had then powered down for twenty minutes and had like a whole yeah. exposition dump, I would have been like, Why did you do that? Yeah. <laughs> so thank you for calling yes, me out of thank you. Um, so then we have a really fun sequence where they find out where he is and, um, they go and they send bad guy from Outlander Uh and he's good guy on Outlander, bad guy in this movie, Sam and Sam. Yeah. And then they send, uh, GoPro eyes, Uh dude. 
And there's a really fun chase sequence where GoPro's eyes dude shoots these cameras up into the air that are like drone helicopters, and they look really visually awesome. And they have a they basically can see where he is all over the city. Yeah. So he's trying to chase him with the motorcycle because they're trying to shove a knife in him that'll power him down so they can regain control. Right. And there's uh, a fun chase sequence through buildings, out through apartments, all over the place. It ends with, uh, is there any major thing I'm missing aside from when it ends with them getting hit by a truck? I don't think so, yeah. And it wrecks the dude's legs that uh, has the mechanical legs. And he's stuck there. Uh And Bloodshot reforms. And then he gets stabbed in the back by the motorcycle. Yeah. Powers down. And he, uh, that whole sequence is a lot of fun. There's, um, there's moments where, uh, the dude with mechanical legs, it gets a little Gumby CGI. Yeah. But I've seen Marvel movies that are, uh, a hundred million dollars and I love Marvel movies and they can get gum Gumby CGI sometimes. So I forgive that as long as there's, there's enough moments of like solid practical action that it's fine. It yeah. doesn't, it doesn't bother me. Right. Right. Um, and then he gets powered down. He gets taken back to the labs and KT has been sent out to go find Lamorne Morris. And there's that the one cool fight scene we get. If there's anybody in the chat saying anything, please chime in, Ryan. Uh, there's this one cool fight scene we get with her, which made me go, why didn't we get more of why, that? Why didn't we get more of that before this? And then we never see it again. No. And it's like, why? That was, she, my, that was my biggest gripe. Yeah. I, I really had a blast at the movie, but let KT fight more and in Bloodshot 2, have him look like Bloodshot more. Okay. We, he, got, we got a ton of awesome people in the chat right yeah. now. Yeah. Um, a few people have actually seen it. How? Uh, either they went to an early screening or they, it might have actually come out on Wednesday night, but uh, oh. uh, some people, we have Carlito Lee who said, yeah, I already saw the film. Um, they said that she had a badass fight scene. One. And, yeah. Uh, they always call him Rock and Rolla. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And then oh, said, yeah, 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 because he's in Rock and Roll. Yeah, that's where Toby Kebbell's from. A lot of love being shared for Vin Diesel. He's so fun. And from, from Dom. Um, they definitely spent a lot of money on this. I hope uh, I hope this environment doesn't affect the movie too much, which, again, that's what we hope, too. Yeah. Yes. And, uh, yeah, they're just hoping that uh, we get a sequel I for this. I hope we do. I think it was a lot of fun, and I think it's a nice little antidote to like um the big shared universe like like i said i love marvel i love dc i think there's room for all of these to breathe and live yeah. and flourish and it was just refreshing to see kind of like when i saw triple x return of xander cage it's refreshing to see uh, vin diesel have some emotional range and some fun because like i said in fast and furious he's more just stoic and i love him as dominic toretto don't get me wrong yeah but it's fun to see him have this like like in this movie, he has some rage that he taps into, which is really fun. Yeah, I think to see him wreck dudes. That that truly is like the the main appeal of this movie for me is like the actual personal. Because like a lot of times in comic book movies, it can it can become about like saving the world from this and extraterrestrial thing, and this is like truly just about him and like the relationship that he believes that he has with his wife up until the point that it's. The relationship he has with his own freedom. Yeah. And it's a really intriguing premise. And yeah. it's fun. And yes. like it's not the greatest thing on the planet, but it's a lot of fun. Yes. And it does what it needs to do and it does it well. And so then Lamorne Morris is actually uh KT comes back. We think she's kidnapped him because mm-hmm. she she smokes a cigarette and it puffs out some kind of gas that like makes everybody pass out. Yeah. Or, in, or, or it or makes him she, pass out and then she fights, fights his bodyguards. So yeah. So she has hidden him somewhere safe. He's now helping Bloodshot get offline. He's hacking the code to they're they're now at RST. They're gonna burn the place down basically. 
We, do we have any extra time on the clock, Ryan? If not, uh, it's a... nope. Okay, perfect. So, <laughs> it, so the main third act battle all takes place in RST, where it's uh, it's dude from Outlander, yep. and GoPro dude, yep. and this is another little small thing. Like GoPro dude, I wish he got a moment to be like, I don't want to do this anymore. Because they were setting him up for it the whole movie of like, I don't know if this is the right thing to do. And, and instead, they're just fighting in an, on top of the elevator, on top of an elevator, and it's a guy who is won't die he can't die we find out later that he might be able to but we should have found out maybe a little before this fight to give it stakes like we talked about after the movie but yeah the the guy who we think might be turning he never is given the opportunity to like he just falls to to, to martyr himself which is where i thought it was going he just dies he just dies (laughs) because the other guy's a dick and makes the elevator crash right so anyways there's this cool it's still a really fun battle it reminded me of some of the fight scenes in alita battle angel with like the Uh the mechanized humans and uh, we need to tell you why why to watch this. There's a really fun throwdown with Guy Pierce, and and in fact, you know what? I won't spoil that because that's actually although they spoil it in the first five seconds of the trailer. Yep. First five seconds of the trailer is one of the last shots in the movie where he goes full bloodshot because mm-hmm. his nanites are, are depleted to almost zero percent, and it's spinning out of control. He turns kind of this bluish white, has the red eyes and the glowing chest. Yeah, which. If you do a sequel, which I hope you do, make that whenever he gets supercharged. Whenever mm-hmm. he, make that a thing that happens like eight times in the movie. Now, how do we rate this on a scale of guilty but terrible, guilty but uh, guilty pleasure, or guilty but awesome? I I really really enjoyed my experience at this movie. I would rate this guilty but awesome. I, I think it's really really entertaining. Guilty but movie. awesome. Yeah. Yes, I agree. I agree. I think a little more de- defining of the bad guys yes. might have helped. Yes, and give KT some more fight scenes. I think people should go see this. I mean, if you and if you're nervous about germs, we get that. Maybe go to a matinee when there's less people. Yeah. Sit far away from people. Be safe. Be safe first and foremost. Be safe. But, Please be safe. Yes. But if you do go see this movie, tweet at us. Let us know what you thought because I would love to geek out more about this. What's your favorite Vin Diesel movie of all time? How does this rank? And have you seen Pixels? Junior. Freaking Pixels. <laughs> Until next time. What is your guilty movie pleasure? Producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network. We would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. <laughs>